0: Hello and welcome to the Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gimmins, and this episode is sponsored by the Gimmins Consulting Group. We help schools enhance student voice and engagement. The number one job of a school leader is to build the capacity of your educators. If you want to learn more about building capacity in your school and implementing SEL Schoolwide, visit TreyGimmins.com shop for more But on to today's episode, we have a special guest, Mr. Michael D. Finkley, the owner and founder of the Finkley Experience, an educational consulting firm, and you're also the Director of Student Services at Southeastern College and Institute. How are you today, sir?
1: I'm well. Thanks for asking. And yourself?
0: I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Awesome.
1: Um, Awesome. It
0: it looks like you've got a lot going on. You're just in, um, I guess not my neck of the woods, but I do some work in Bishopville too with the charter school out there. Um, and I live in Hartsville, so you were pretty close to, um, uh, yes, sir. Yes. So you wear multiple hats, student services and you're, you're doing speaking and, um,
1: Mentorship. Talk to me about yourself, Mr. Pinkley. Yeah, so um, picture it. Mullins, South Carolina. Uh, we're on the other side of Florence. Born and raised there. Um, and grew up with my mom and my two sisters. I am a middle child. And my mom always told us growing up that she wanted us to have a career instead of a job. I did not know what that meant until I actually started within uh, my studies, my um, undergraduate studies. And still didn't have a pretty good grasp of it until later on in life. So um, I graduated from Mullins High School. And and, um, before then, I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I had my first African-American male teacher in the eighth grade. And he always told us about, you know, encouraging us about just bettering ourselves. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, God, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. But I didn't know that you had to go to college to fulfill that. So fast forward to the college process now, my mom did um, receive her two year um, degree, but that was back in the 80s. So, by the time she, um, we, we fast forward in time and, you know, it's time for myself and my sisters to go to school, you know, it was all right. You know, the process had changed dramatically. So, she gave us her tax information and a ride to school. That was it. Mm -hmm. So thank God that I had a university family that just stepped in and assisted, but I still missed a lot in the process. I missed out a lot of money, a lot of free money in that, and then other opportunities as well. But Mm -hmm. you know, I chalk it up to experience. So uh, I went to Allen University in Columbia, where I majored in English. And I just started getting active, and involved, and I started, you know, um, recruiting and just learned more about the admission process from an HBCU perspective. And then after that, I moved um, to New England, where I spent a year in Massachusetts. I went to law school for a year, and then I moved to New Hampshire. And again, I started working in higher education and um, career services, again, student, student recruitment, um, admissions, all that kind of good stuff. And then received two master degrees. And after being up there for five years, I'm like, hey, it's time to come back home because of the snow. Got to go home. It's time to go home after five years. So I came back three years ago, and I just wanted to give back. So I started working at um, at the local technical college um, in the town that I live in. And then also that placed me in a high school. So I work very closely with um, professional school counselors, career specialists, so learning that end as well. And in that process, um, I wanted, I went to a conference. I took my students to a conference in D.C. And I told, it was just mind-blowing for them and also for myself. And I was in a session and I'm like, okay, I want to do that. I don't know how I want to do it, but I want to do that as well. Just encouraging, inspiring, become an um, expert in a field that I was, you know, I could just speak fluently about, but I've been doing it for so long, I didn't realize it. So that was in 2017. By 2018, um, I had started the Finley experience and I'm running with it ever since, um, speaking and teaching, training, you know, those type of things. So it's a journey that um, I, I would never, ever, ever take for granted. And I can't wait to see what's to come in the future for it as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do you feel like, you know, that's a lot to hold on your plate. And, and obviously you have a spirit of service. So what do you think it is? So You I mean is? You've been all around, you decided to come back. What is it that you're trying to give to the students at the high school, at the college?
1: Mm-hmm. definitely just um, an idea of broadening their horizon you know you are bigger than the town you grew up in you're bigger than the school that you may attend now um, just wanting to giving them extra resources to just expand their minds you know again from a little small town and you know I didn't have that aspect when I was you know matriculating through grade school and it took college to get um get me through that um and open my mind and open my eyes. So just wanted to paint a bigger picture for them and saying, hey, you don't have to settle. Hey, there's more out there for you. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that. And so is is do you prefer um I'm that's probably not a fair question. I know you work with high school and college students. So, you know, through the work that you're doing, uh, how do you feel like you're able to help students make that transition from high school to college? And the value of, you know, community degrees and technical colleges, I think is going through the roof. You know, can't yeah. take foreign language. So they're happy to go to a two-year school and, and uh, do whatever they need to do to get that certification, that degree, and get yeah. into the workforce a couple years quicker.
1: Yeah, it's, it's all about finding their fit. You know, where they want to be. Where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? What do you see yourself accomplishing? Um, So it starts with a foundation of communication. So if we can have a conversation going, you talk to me and tell me what you want. Uh, We can share um, verbal experiences and then we can get you on the right path to where you need to be. Each is different, you know? Um, And so they see life, they see different things in a, in a, you know, a different light than, you know, their counterparts. So you have to know the student that you're catering to. And once you do that, hey, we can make a plan. Let's talk about a plan. and Let's execute that plan to the best way we know how to. Um, Not only do I work with with high school and college students, but also the work professional that's also looking for a change if they've been on the same job for 25 years or, Mm -hmm. you know, what have you. So, um, again, let's talk about it and let's be about it. After we finish talking,
0: yeah, for sure. I love that, and yeah. I think you—you know—you are being about it. You mentioned a book that you've got, um, the Finkley Experience: A College Readiness Guide. You no, know, can you talk a little bit? I know you don't want to give the whole thing away, but can you? Yeah, talk
1: the
0: experiences and lessons that a student needs to have that are in this book.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, when I believe in telling a story, I want to go into complete detail. And that's why it took me so long um, to finally put this down on paper and actually um, share it with others. So um, it's a step-by-step guide through the application process, scholarships, um, even if there's a section there for um, if you if you're not ready for college right now. But here are some mm-hmm. things that you can actually do. Um, to fulfill that time that will still look good on your academic resume. Um, in the in the meanwhile, so um, it's, it breaks everything down, and also as well with my experience in um, higher ed admissions or you know college admissions. Um, I worked at various institutions, like I said, you know, from HBCUs to technical schools, for profits, career institutions private institution. So um, they do things differently. They'll scholarships differently. Their their processes are different. So um, because of that, I'm able to um, cater to your needs. So whatever avenue that you're going want to go into. Um, so, um, and there's some things that admission counselors in the process don't tell you because they think that you should already know this. So this is what we share in the book as well.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Right
0: on. Now, I did have a conversation. I in episode 104 and episode five with a friend of mine, Jamal Sylvester. We talked about having some real conversations and conversations that a lot of times we may be afraid to have in education. Mm-hmm. Are those any of the convers are you tackling any of those conversations in the book? I know you mentioned some, you know, secrets to um getting scholarships and some different tips that people know. What kind of uh, tough conversations are you having? Through this book that you're putting
1: out yeah so you find that more in the, the final chapters um, mm-hmm. under um, my advice to you so we talk about safety we talk about health we talk about um, the social aspect Um, We talk about, you know, the freshman 15. Um, So those type of things um, are covered in the book as well. Conversations that I never had until I got to college, how to handle, you know, how to balance yourself between going to a party or finishing up, you know, that paper that's due the next day. So all that is mentioned within the book as well, uh, within detail from experience of my own and also from others that um, have contributed to the book as well. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Right mm-hmm. on. Um, and, and where when will the book be out? I don't know if the episode is going to come out <laughs> before or after. Yet. When will the book be out? Where can we find it at?
1: Yeah, so um, right now we don't have a date, but we're aiming towards October 2019. In the month of October, we're going to blow the world. We're going to blow your mind. It's going to come out then. Uh, we have little teasers on our various um, social media outlets as well, so be on to look out for that. Um, you'll be able to purchase the book when that time comes on Amazon and also via my website at thefinkleexperience.com
0: okay so we'll just have to make sure that we keep up with you we'll, yeah. uh, we'll get into some more of that in a minute as well um with so when you're going in i know you just mentioned that you did a um professional development with teachers now what is what is one key gap that you feel like you're able to bridge as a director of student services um or with your gcdf even your global career development Certification.
1: Yeah, definitely. Which is one of the certifications I love and I love to have under my belt um, with that as well, because this is a brand new generation. OK, um, this generation tends to like things a little quicker than we did back in the day. Um, their um, attention span is not completely there. Um, it's not as long as it used to be. So in bridging the gap, um, I have done professional developments where I've taught teachers how to um, blend with this generation, giving them examples, giving them activities on how to connect with this generation. and get ready for college, that's one avenue. But then also my background is English. I used to be a teacher within all that craziness as well over the years on a collegiate and on a public school system level. So um, i giving, giving them the tools to connect with them in that regard as well. Uh, if we don't connect, you know, they get lost. You know, mm-hmm. point, and blank, insist, or point and blank and sense, point blank and simple. So definitely, just, um, just again, bridging those, bridging those um, bridges together as best as we know how.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I love it. Um, so you're, you seem to be an active guy. What kind of vision do you have for um, this year and in, in the school year or the next couple, maybe five years, or just yeah. couple of years?
1: So, definitely um, going into once the book is finished, um, going into the school systems. Um, I would love to do some consulting work um, when it comes to college readiness. Uh, I have, um, along with the book, I have created curriculum um, with um, the book and also other uh, various avenues that I've researched over the years. Um, for a year-long curriculum for school districts. So I would love to be a consultant in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as well um continue to train um as many people as I knew how when it comes to various avenues, when it comes to of course college readiness, when it comes to diversity, when it comes to di- various writing styles. You know, I have a whole list of things that um that uh, I feel that I know that I'm an expert in. So um, again, um, high school and on the college level. So that's yeah. where we are right now. That's okay. where we are right now. We're going to get there. We're going to get there.
0: For sure. For sure. No, it's, it's absolutely a process. And I, I want to dig into um, a little bit of that you said there too, you know, talking about consulting with schools and, and building that curriculum. And that's absolutely something that I'm doing as well in my business mm-hmm. as a consultant is uh, working with students on the SEL side, social mm-hmm. and emotional learning. So, um you know i do have that gcdf as well and i think it's it's very valuable that it gives you um just in working with students and and realizing that it's more than school but it actually is developing kids for a career so how do you think our school system is doing right now preparing kids for schools and what do you think um what do you think needs to change in that process to get where we need to be
1: yeah. So um, within my tutoring aspect, um, I work with a lot of students that have learning disabilities. So they may have you know, autism or they may have um, ADHD. So not only do I tutor them, I'm also a parent advocate as well. So I attend these meetings with them and, you know, I'm learning as I go along and, you know, thank God that my input is valuable within these type of meetings. So I've seen teachers, you know, because some districts are, you know, larger or small than others, you know, they get overwhelmed. Teachers go through a lot. You know, I was there at one point. Um, Teachers go through a lot, you know, with classroom management and uh, when it comes to, you know, learning, trying to learn the learning styles of all your students. Um, Sometimes you may have one teacher and 40, 30 or 40 students in one classroom. So sometimes in that, in those numbers, you know, um, some students may get lost. Um, So in that regard, um, I would um, urgently like involve like um, strengthening out-of-school programs, um, which is very, very crucial. Um, especially for assessments that students have to take, you know, SC ready students now in high school take the ACT or SAT. Um, so, you know, those type of things. And then also, um, having a strong relationship with their parents, mm-hmm. um, because you know, that's, that's the foundation. Parents or guardians, um, are the first teachers. So they will know how their students learn. And so again, sometimes, um, students and you know communication they get lost in the shuffle so i feel that um with those two aspects um you know students will can can and will be up to par um, so so yeah we, we have to communicate have to it's important yeah
0: I, for, for sure so is there so when you think about you know your curriculum is this uh, something that you think you want to create Or is it something where you feel like you can piece together from, um, a certain kind of formula or format or system that's already existing?
1: Oh yeah. I'm a big advocate from not even the (laughs) will. Um, so yeah, I've done some research and there are some awesome templates out there, um, from various States, um, that are doing it and they're doing it well. So, um, definitely you kind of, we can kind of, you know, work with those. And, um, and with our own findings and come up with a, a, um, a awesome curriculum that fits the, the student that we're trying to profile here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you think there's a connection between college and career readiness and social and emotional learning? Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I feel I had this discussion when I was doing my uh, writing style workshop um last week and i asked them how do you feel about writing (laughs) how do you feel about writing and that was an awesome conversation awesome icebreaker as well and i i said that if you're not in tune or if you're not feeling what you're writing you're prone not to do you're not going to do well in it okay Mm -hmm. you're not going to do well in it at all so um, I know a lot of English teachers that I've worked with in the past and also myself when I was in the classroom, um, I would have freestyle writing for students every day. Okay, let's write about something. Write about your day yesterday or write about, you know, your dog, that, that awesome game that you're playing um, right now on your iPhone, you know. Um, so I feel that, that when, when students feel confident in their abilities on whatever whatever that may be in what subject area, they're prone to do well in it. Um so when it comes to the standards of college and career readiness for South Carolina, you know, um, students can be that much more prepared um for what's, what's to come outside of the four walls and halls of their high school. Once mm-hmm. they
0: leave. Well said. Yeah. Well said I, I think you put that together well. I, I for sure can see the the correlation. I mean, with social emotional learning, you're building all those those personal skills, those critical yeah. things, relationships, self awareness type skills that are really go a long way in college. Because once you get to college, I mean, high school, middle school, you're you're still pretty sheltered, um, at least by the rules and regulations of whatever mm-hmm. school system you're in. But once you go to college, it's like no holds barred, and you for the yeah. first time on on your own and left to, um, come up with the belief or your belief system all on your own. So it's, it's an impressive transition.
1: Definitely. I had that conversation yesterday with the students of Lee County and how I was just telling them that no one is going to wake you up in the morning and say, Hey, let's go to class. No one's going to hold your hand and say, okay, let's finish this paper. Okay. Because it's due in like two hours. Come on, let's do it. You know, you're held responsible. And, Prayerfully, within our high schools, um, they're, they're learning this information. Um, teachers are prepping them for this information so they can be ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's the goal.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And they, and they will be ready. So, well, Michael, tell me this. If you had one message to leave with um, your students right now, college or high school, what would that message be?
1: All righty. I use this a lot. I learned this from one of my fraternity brothers. Don't tell me that the sky is the limit when there are footprints on the moon. Okay? Mm-hmm. The world is yours just for the asking. Okay? Mm-hmm. It could be no matter how big or small your dream may be, it's yours. So all that, all that you need to, to do now is just go after it, okay? You have to have the mindset to go after it, okay? I always tell students as well, do not be hearers, but be doers as well. Hmm. Okay, You say you're going to do something, do it. And don't allow others to, to stop you from where you need to be or where you want to go in life. And that's something that I always encourage myself in doing as well. Because even as, as adults in the working <laughs> professional world, <laughs> um, you can also need to stay encouraged. So definitely don't tell them the to the live it when they're focused on the moon because you can achieve anything your heart so desires.
0: Yeah, that's impressive right there. You, you had that one. Uh, that's, that's a great one to live by. You know, um, I think that's a, a great message to share with students and something that even adults can take home, you know, and, and how you, um, share your message and encourage or build a supportive classroom environment at your own school. That's right. Good. Well, thank you, Michael, for uh, joining us on the Dash Podcast. We mentioned it before, the book will be on the website, but just tell us how we can get a hold of it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So all social media outlets are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on IG, and also YouTube with the handle The Finkley Experience. And please visit our website at thefinkleyexperience.com. hmm
0: There we go. And you have it here, folks. Keep your eyes out for The Finkley Experience Guide to College Readiness. And go ahead and follow him on all those platforms. And as you know, I hope that if you like this episode, you share it with your friends, with your co-workers, with your principals, superintendents, and district leaders, administrators. We will see you next time. This is The Dash.